When my dreams take me to Spain, a lot of times I think my Spanish travel dreams are actually Andalusian dreams. There's so much in Andalusia, the southern part of Spain, that a lot of us travelers think is quintessentially Spain. We're going to visit Andalusia right now with the help of a couple of guests, and we're going to talk about what makes Andalusia special and how to get the most out of Andalusia. Our guides, Federico Garcia Barroso and Javier Menor, both guides from Spain, have joined us today to talk about exploring Andalusia. Javier, Federico, thanks for joining us. Thank you for bringing us. Thank you. Gracias, Rick. Now, is Andalusia quintessentially Spain, or is it a is it a distinct region? How can people put Andalusia in its right spot, Federico? Andalusia is, is the soul of Spain. I mean, for good or for bad reasons, it's just the stereotype of Spain. The stereotype, yeah. Think about anything you want to think about Spain, and you will find out all that in Andalusia. Paella. Paella, good weather, friendly flamenco. people, flamenco, music, dance. Beautiful girls. Beautiful Semana girl. Santa, Semana all the festivals. Santa. All right. Now, what is Andalusia? How is it distinct from the rest of Spain? How would another Spaniard say, no, that's not Spanish, that's Andalusian? The accent. The accent. What is the accent for Andalusia? Uh, it's a different accent. Uh, very often, even we, people from other parts of the country, we could have some trouble understanding people from the deep south, like Cadiz. So it's the deep south. Give me, is there some way to make it easy for us, our American ears to hear that? They have an extraordinary sense of humor. Pretty you know? musical. And they are very seductive. The seductive, so musical, seductive. sense of humor. Oh, totally. Andalusia. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Andalusia with two uh, professional guides who have guided all over Spain, Javier Menor and Federico Garcia Barroso. When we think about southern Spain, there are three great cities, Granada, Sevilla, Cordoba. Mm -hmm. How do you compare those cities if somebody has to choose uh, with limited time, Federico? It's the, the, the golden triangle, the three cities. Sevilla is a city. Sevilla is, is the big city and is just honestly I think that is the most romantic place in, in Spain. A horse carriage, a riding horse carriage. Fair to call it the capital of Andalusia. Totally. Culturally. Yeah. Then Granada. Granada is just breathtaking. The geographical enclave where Granada is located and the Alhambra Palace and the Generalife Gardens are just unique. And then we would say Cordoba, the most spectacular mosque in Spain is right there. The mosque, is, I call it an Easter egg. Yeah. Because it is a mosque with a surprising size. And it's got a cathedral that? built inside the mosque. This is an amazing thing. So Cordoba, we have to remember, was the leading city of Muslim or Moorish mm -hmm. uh, Spain mm -hmm. at a time when it was the greatest city in all of Europe. I mm -hmm. think you could say for a century or so, Cordoba was the leading city of Europe. Name, is, that, is that fair to say? Name any city right now. London, Paris. There were babies when Cordoba was the center of knowledge, the center of the uh, astronomies, the center of uh, mathematics, the center of languages. The more you know about Cordoba in its heyday, when Europe was in the Dark Ages, mm -hmm. the more you realize, wow, the ultimate city in Europe, Cordoba. It was. Now, all Moors. of Europe just about united to push the Moors back into Africa, yeah. and Cordoba was eventually overtaken by the Christian forces, and then the Moorish capital went down to Granada. And today, as tourists, one of the big three cities, Granada is on the map, mostly because it has the great Alhambra, the last palace of the Moorish kings. The Cathedral of Córdoba is inside the mosque as a sign of religious intolerance. Mm -hmm. And there is a fascinating story in northern Spain called the Way of St. James. St. James of Compostela is just a political answer from Christianity to Islam in southern Spain. And it's all based about a legend. St. James, we have no proof, no way to prove that St. James was physically in Spain. Mm -hmm. That is a legend to justify politically those crusades in those medieval times against Islam, against Cordoba. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Andalusia. 
Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Awilda's on the phone in Douglasville, Georgia. Awilda, thanks for your call. Hi. Um, this past October, I went to visit Granada. I have family in Seville. And the last time I had been to Granada was in 1971. I guess mm-hmm. I'm dating myself, but... We organized our own trip. We were in Spain for three weeks, and we absolutely loved having dinner in one of the Carmen's overlooking the Alhambra, mm-hmm. and it, it was a wonderful experience. I, I told my husband, um, it's one of those places that I would say I do again. <laughs> now, what was so good about having dinner in a Carmen? First of all, it's in a district which is very Arabic-feeling. It's sort of yes, like the... Uh, in the... Um, opposite the Yes, and the Carmen's were all residences in this area, and the ones that remain today that have that beautiful location, most of them have been turned into restaurants. And then there are these terraces where they have restaurants, but they also, um, they're big enough where they may even have a vegetable garden there, and they also um, host other kind of events like wedding receptions and family dinners, you know. Well, if you want a wedding reception in Granada, a Carmen would be the place to go. Again, they have those those gardens. Yes, as a matter of fact, the owner of the Carmen was so gracious. He took us down, mm-hmm. down one level to see um, his vegetable garden. Uh-huh. And and it was wonderful, too, because we went right at sundown. So as it mm. got darker, exactly. you, you must always time your walk up to the hill yeah. with the sunset. You know, what I like to do when I'm wandering around the Albicine is drop into a Carmen during the middle of the day mm-hmm. and literally pick my table with the guy who runs the restaurant mm-hmm. and oh, make yeah. a reservation <laughs> and then be there for the sunset. Because I don't know if you go there for the food or the view more. What do you think, Federico? Well, <laughs> I think both. And, and yeah, I both. think we were very fortunate to enjoy both. The, the meal was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the service also. I mean, it was you pay a little bit more than you know in any other restaurant, but the service. And uh, was if you travel on the budget, just get a picnic, go up to one of the views you have in the on that same hill, and for just a few dollars, you can enjoy the same sunset. View. You know that's true. <laughs> There's those beautiful viewpoints that give you the same view as the Carmen, with the gypsies yeah, singing and yeah. playing the guitar. I love that. Wilda, <laughs> thank you for your call. Yes, thank you. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Bye. So we're talking about Granada, and we've got the gypsy culture there, too. And when you stand on those viewpoints, you've got the, the gypsy guitarists, and they mm. come there, and they make a pretty good living just entertaining all the romantics there for the view. Mm-hmm. That is one of the highlights of Spain. Susan's on the phone in Macon, Georgia. Susan, thanks for your call. Hey, planning a trip to Spain, but we have to include some hiking. So I would love your hiking, your favorite hiking trails ideas. What do you guys recommend if you want to get out in the great outdoors in Andalusia? If you like... Uh, Mountains, Granada will be great because we have the highest mountain in the peninsula, something like 12,000 feet, and it's plenty of uh, trails there. That's when you go south from Granada toward the coast, is that right? You will see the mountains right Right. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you like something different, totally off the beaten track, you've got the National Park of Doñana. Where is that? Uh, South from uh, Spain, not far, just near, near, not far from Portugal. And there you find a never-ending space with all those... Uh, birds from all over, you know, it's uh, and those dunes, and uh, it is actually it's one of the best uh, natural reserves in in, in Europe. Huh. You know, it's, and, it's seriously preserved. And yeah. that's off the beaten track, Doñana National Park. How do you spell that? Doñana. D O N Y, the Spanish. N with a squiggle over it. Yeah. A N A. Doñana. 
Hiking trails are sort of different because we don't understand them as hiking trails, just places to walk. Places to walk, okay. <laughs> yes, you know, okay. also the, the route of the Pueblos Blancos, I think, is just a beautiful natural kind of preserve, and that's... Uh, the uh, Grazalema, Mandan Ray. Grazalema, yeah, Grazalema. that would be uh, between Ronda and Sevilla. Mm-hmm. And Ronda can be used as a... Ronda is a beautiful base. In fact, yeah. Ronda is one of the most dramatic towns to look at when you approach it. Incredible. Yeah. It has this incredible gorge, and there's an old Moorish town and a new town connected by this dramatic bridge. Endless number of restaurants, enough for a week and never mm-hmm. to repeat. Ronda. And you can hike in the gorge there. You can do. You yeah. can go up the. You can go down the gorge. You can go. Up, sure. uh, you can actually yes. Ronda and the Sierra de Ronda is a very nice place for hiking. You can be like a Christian slave carrying water from the river up to the town, <laughs> up and down all day long for the moors there. But I tell you something. It's very, very, very hot in summertime, and it's very, very cold in winter time. Okay. That's, yeah. So just do it in spring or fall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Suzanne. Have fun on your all trip. Right. Thanks Great. for your call. Happy travels. You too. Thank you. So when we're talking about Andalusia, a lot of time we think flamenco and flamenco culture and music. How can we best enjoy flamenco? I mean, there's lots of touristic flamenco shows in Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Is that just the easiest, most practical way for a tourist to, to get that dose of flamenco? Of course, there are many flamenco shows, and you just have to have a good friend to tell you which one is the right one, which one is not a tourist trap. I personally, I, I love flamenco. I love flamenco. I think it's one of the most beautiful dances and, and songs in, in the whole European folklore. You know, it's all about passion. It's all about mm-hmm. love and death. If you were a good flamenco player or dancer, you don't really have to be necessarily a gypsy person, mm-hmm. all right? Although it has those gypsy, gypsy roots. Gypsy roots. Absolutely. But when I go to flamenco show, I find it riveting. Even if I go to a touristic one, mm-hmm. which aficionados would say, oh, it's not very good mm-hmm. flamenco. Still, it just takes your breath away. It's just yeah. dramatic. It's romantic. It's edgy. Mm-hmm. It's exhaustingly beautiful. I could even oh, it say is. it is sort of hot. It is hot. It is. In a sensual it way. It is sensual. Extremely and sensual. And you just go, ole. <laughs> you can just see these guys in the background. Yes. Uh-huh. But you know, in uh, in Sevilla, mm-hmm. and I think you can fairly say Sevilla would be the capital of flamenco culture, is that? It is. The roots were one in Jerez. But nowadays, some of the most remarkable dancers and singers are in Sevilla. And you can go to impromptu Sevilla in little Mm -hmm. bars that would be later than most tourists are awake. But if you just stumble into those bars, the flamenco is free. You just buy a a drink. But um, I I could like to make the distinction between flamenco culture and dance and singing with Andalusian or Sevillian folklore. Tell me about that distinction. Uh, We sort of mix it up, but it's different. Flamenco is a culture and is a way of dancing and singing. And then we have the Andalusian Sevillian folklore. It's a different music. The very famous song La Macarena. Right. That mm-hmm. could be cataloged as Andalus- Macarena La Macarena. La Macarena is Andalusian folk. It's oh, not totally. flamenco, but it's, it's just Andalusian an ex- folklore. An explosion of happiness, you know, and easy dances, you know, for all kind of people, right. and children, other people. The whoever. clapping, the guitar. So that's not the, flamenco, uh, really. So if I go to the Spring Fair, the, yeah. the fair Feria in, de Sevilla. In, in Sevilla, and you find yourself in these casetas. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you go to the, the Spring Fair, it's like. Every family or every organization that wants to host a, a party, mm-hmm. and attend. They, they have a tent. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like a, for a week long, this this party, and there's like 200 of them in the same fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. It's like 200 big family wedding parties going on at the same time and for a week And that will straight. be the addresses 
those uh, dotted dresses will be the horses. The polka dresses. Yeah. The horses. The, the horses. The sherry. The sherry one. And that is civilian folklore. Now that, so that's not, everybody is snapping their fingers exactly. and dancing sevillanas. That is the name other. of the dance. Those so that's not flamenco. That's, uh, that's Andalusian. And, huh? oh yeah. boy, let me say, if you're lucky enough to be in Sevilla or any other big Andalusian town in those days, women cannot be any prettier. You know, it's interesting because those polka dot dresses look almost clownish alone at another time of year. Oh, yeah. But when you get a thousand beautiful Andalusian women all wearing these polka dot dresses mm-hmm. and doing this dance and sharing this sherry. And the men. It's a, it's a and the men look beautiful. And the men too. also look on the horses. The men on the horse. Slim figures. Yes. It's a, it's a celebration of life and it's very sensuous. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be in springtime, the most mm-hmm. fertile time of the year. <laughs> Unless it rains and they cry, literally cry. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's April. That's right. So, now, this, is, this is not just Sevilla, but you'll find these April fairs or spring fairs all yeah. around the region. I stumbled onto one in Jerez, which was incredible. And sometimes mm-hmm. middle-sized towns like Arcos, yes. they're mm-hmm. more accessible because it's more friendlier. You're listening to Travel with Rick Steves, and together we're exploring Andalusia with the help of our Spanish tour guide friends, Javier Menor and Federico Garcia Barroso. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Matt's on the phone in Chicago. Hi, Matt. Thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. I appreciate all that you do for travel. Thank you. I, I guess my comment is just I absolutely adore Andalusia, and in specific Sevilla. And I may be a little bit biased because I studied there when I was in college for four months. But I just think in terms of quintessential Spain with history and the whitewashed villages and tapas and the friendly people and music and late dinners in the Paseo, it just doesn't get better than Andalusia. <laughs> we're, all, we're all smiling in agreement, Matt. With all those nice words, I just want to go there again. Now, Matt, talk about <laughs> your experience with the Paseo when you were out in the streets with all the whole community. Oh, it's just, it's just wonderful. It's such a neat cultural event and so different than many of the places that I visited in Europe and certainly in the States where you have kind of the young people gawking at each other and sizing one another up and then the, and the elder statesmen of the neighborhood walking around watching the youngsters do that to one another. So at the time I was 20, I've been back three times since. And with my mother, it was a different experience than when I was with my wife. But just to kind of be a part of it and walk the streets and experience the cafes and the tapas and the tinto, it just is not to be missed. It's, it's a neat experience at 9, 10 p.m. when you see people from the age of 15 to the age of 85 walking around and talking to each other and having laughs. You know, there's such a warmth about the people in Andalusia, and I found that not just in, in Sevilla, but even in Cordoba or Ronda. Mm-hmm. Um, they just are very open, and they're very interested, and they really kind of live life to the fullest. And I think that's evident in, in the tapas culture that they have, the flamenco and the music that they celebrate. Uh, it just is a really neat place, very unique. And you know, as I hear you talking, I also think accessible. For a tourist like you or me, I, only, I don't speak Spanish, but I can, it's accessible to me. I can sit down and make friends and be caught up in that wonderful folkloric or flamenco or love-of-life atmosphere. You know, it's so funny you say that. My wife, uh, who had never been to Spain and doesn't speak any Spanish, she said the same thing the first time she went. It's just very easy to fit in. It's a very neat culture. The people are so friendly. Um, it's fun to walk around and, and see all the different tapas bars and the different sites, and the history is so interesting. But even geographically, it's relatively easy to access via bus and 
even the, the train that they didn't have when I was in college from Madrid to Sevilla now, I think is only an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. So you fly into Madrid within a couple hours, you're down in Sevilla. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't take more than an hour or so to get to the Pueblo Blancos. You, you can even make it as a day trip from Madrid with the high-speed train. It yes, is amazing. Course. You know, Matt, when you and I were backpackers, it took eight hours to take the train from Madrid down to Sevilla. Now you can do it in two and a half hours. Two and a half. It's no exhausting, yeah. but it's fine. A day trip from yeah, Madrid. Yeah, that's the, uh, the wonderful Ave, the bullet train. And just to ride that bullet train and looking at La Mancha just rocketing by you outside, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And it stops in Córdoba. It does. So you could mm -hmm. you could go from Madrid to Cordoba, hop out there for a couple hours, and then carry on 45 minutes into Sevilla, settle into Sevilla for three or four days, and boy, that's a pretty beautiful excursion from the heading south from Madrid. Yeah, and the way I described it to my mom is we're going to get on the train in Madrid, and she was a 60-year-old lady at the time, and the farther we go every 10 minutes, we're getting deeper and deeper into quintessential Spain. And by the time you're in Sevilla, you're kind of in the heart of old world Spain. And let's enjoy some Rioja, let's enjoy some tapas, and let's <laughs> enjoy some good music. Matt, it sounds like you're a good tour guide. Thanks for your call. Thank you so much. Thanks, ha guys. Happy travels. Thanks. It's interesting, isn't it, the enthusiasm that a trip to Andalusia generates. And it really is a striking contrast from life in America, I think. Uh, uh, here we're just down to business, and we've got mm -hmm. the time is money, and yeah. uh, you don't just wander around the streets after dark so much. But and, in Spain, uh, it's a multi-generational festival of life out in the streets. You've got the accessibility where you've got this mobile feast. You can hop into one bar for a, a little squid ring sandwich and a nice glass of wine. You go down true. to the other bar for some uh, some beautiful gambas a la... A la plancha. A la gambas a la plancha. We love that. Later on, you could have some uh, pig's but, ears. But and, be uh, careful with the definition because we have several types of gambas and some of them can be very expensive. Outrageous! So know a little bit about uh, your language and uh, checking you the price do, before please. you buy. But the most important thing is to... Embrace Andalusia. Become a temporary yes. local person. Learn a little bit about it before you go. Make some friends and, and let and, the locals uh, help you out. And never be afraid to explore. Because Andalusia is not just Cordoba, Sevilla. You've got wonderful regions. I love Jaén, which we can consider as the olive oil world capital. And Federico, mm. what, is, what is your advice for, uh, along with Javier, to say explore? Mm -hmm. What would you say to really feel the soul of Andalusia? It's all about the food, the weather, and the people. No matter where you go. You just find those three things, and, and you are just in the right place at the right time. That is Andalusia. Beautiful food, beautiful weather, beautiful people. Absolutely. And you will fall in love. <laughs> Javier Monroe, Federico Garcia Barroso, thank you very much. And I can hardly wait to join you sometime down in the south of Spain, Andalusia. You're thank welcome. You. Hasta la vista, amigo. <laughs> Hasta la vista. Each year, Rick's tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Spain, Portugal, and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Barcelona and Madrid, the best of Spain, the Basque Country, and the heart of Portugal. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com. <laughs>